revelers. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blandford. I'm number 17. <laughs> and I'm Simon Blandford. And we wish it was the 90s. Well, That's a great reunion gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's great to be back with my mates Sean and Simon. And um, as we try to decipher... Uh, more of Cloud and Sephiroth's backstory. Um, we finished our last episode um, with what I would argue to be the most emotional moment in video game history. Um, and Cloud was being beckoned into the snowy fields of the northern continent. But before we do that, um, I'm not sure our four listeners will remember back to the beginning of uh, episode one where we drafted characters. Um, I just thought we could delve back into um, and discuss briefly how our respective parties are going. So, um, Sean, how's Vincent? Look, I'm a dead set reveler in his limit break that allows me to do absolutely nothing with him in a desperate situation. Like, <laughs> Vincent, every time you cast that random spell, you're healing our enemy. And uh, um, look, Tifa's real strong, real powerful. She's actually my strongest member as well because she's been in my party the whole time and obviously Cloud has a few spells out of the team. Ben Simmons breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, Vincent's a, a pretty good member of the party if you avoid his limit break. Uh, but I don't mind having him in the team because the more I progress through the story, he's quite uh, linked to the storyline more so maybe than some other characters. So I like that aspect of it, but you know, if it was just for out and out play, I'd bench Vincent in a second. <laughs> Simon, yours please. Yeah. I mean, pretty boring really. Um, Barrett's a beast, huge HP, great defender and red, uh, 11. Um, he goes, he goes really well. Um, he, Probably, I'm probably slightly underwhelmed with red. Just, just a little bit underwhelmed, but uh, overall, no complaints whatsoever. Glad with the picks I made. What about you, Sam? Yeah, Barrett was a good pick at two. Um, look, look, I still think Sid is an asshole, um, but he's a great, great member of my party in regards to fighting, uh, battling. Yuffie, Yuffie's not too bad, a little bit underwhelming, um, but they bring very little to the story. They're, you know, like there's a lot of shrugging when there's big moments. Um, that, that's where you really miss a Barrett or a Tifa in your party to, um, to kind of add a little bit more to the story. Um, but I'm, I'm happy. Um, I haven't had any game overs yet, so that's, um, that's a positive. I've had a few game overs. <laughs> I was saying to Sam off off air before, I'm way OP. Like my characters are real high levels because of my grinding. Because of my other grinding aspect, I want all my materia to be mastered. I quite often carry really shit materia I don't use. And I'm well stocked in HP and MP plus mastered, so I don't need them in my in my slots. And so I'm smashing enemies, but if someone's got like a 
4,000 hit in them. My goose is cooked. <laughs> Why? Oh, like even though Tifa's over 70 level, if she's got no HP plus, no MP plus, average weapons stocked, average weapons, but they might have like double or triple, you know, things like that. Yeah, she'll yeah, only yeah. be sitting around that four and a half thousand uh, HP mark. Yeah, see, maybe that's where I'm a bit too conservative, and I, I stock up on the um, the HP pluses, um, and I just leave the crummy materia in my uh, in my bag. The only part of my materia arsenal that is waning is the um, enemy skills. I just forget about them. Oh no, I like the enemy skills. The green, um, the magic materia, I I very rarely use. I've got one magic materia left to master. I'm pretty sure. Mm, outrageous. I want to go give it to your old mate and get it turned into the huge materia, which I guess we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to. So um, we are delving into the snowy fields. And <laughs> you end up in, I don't know what it's called. Is it the icicle area? I know that the icicle inn is there. Um, and in the icicle inn, you can pick up a vaccine which I thought was quite topical. Um, but but the I think the main reason that you go to this village is it, it definitely fleshes out Eris's backstory. So you go to Dr. Gast's house. The professor, even. The, pro- the prof. Mm. Um, and that's where you learn about Eris's mother. Now, I got Elmira wrong. Ilfana? Yeah, how do you say that? Ifalna? Ifalna? There's no L after... I, I don't know. I was wrong with Elmira. Who knows? I don't want to... I don't want to go in any places that'll get me into trouble with our legion of followers, but... <laughs> I feel like with Ifalna, uh, if, someone's just thrown some letters together and thought that's, that's a, that could be a name. If you've got any ideas on the pronunciation of these characters, uh, hit us up on uh, the comment section of our Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> nice drop. Uh, excellent. So, yeah, she's obviously an ancient, and they're in love by, by all accounts. But she explains how uh, 2,000 years ago, the ancients or the Cetra... Uh, gathered near that area, the northern crater, to try and heal like a wound that was inflicted on the planet. And I believe, I think we find out that that wound was inflicted by Genova. Mm, Um, They call it the original crisis. Yeah, the crisis from the sky. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, because of that, it infected many of the ancients or the Cetra. Mm. And that caused them to go mad and become monsters. So do we think that those monsters are the ones that roam the lands that you fight against? Ooh, I didn't think about that. That's interesting. I just thought about that now. Yeah, I would have just yeah. thought they were part of the ecosystem, those monsters. But, you know, I'm not willing to rule out your theory either. And I do, I do think there are hints throughout that maybe the monsters you encounter along the way have something to do with... Um, Mako energy, mm. Marco, as it's pronounced outside New Zealand. Yeah, I I don't know why I thought about. It. I mean, there's dragons. It makes sense. 
yeah. Who? Let's be honest. The more I play this game, the more I realise I know very little about what's going on. Some sort of some sort of Plato or Socrates or something in that. Now, so the planet created a, a monster to take on Genova or to to creation to, of the weapons or yeah, weapon. Yeah. So. Is that just referring to that one to a weapon, like the ultimate weapon, or is it referring to uh, plural weapons? Well, because there are plural weapons in the game, right? Um, yeah. But this is the weapon that's lying dormant that we, we will get to very shortly. Yeah. I well, I suspect, I suspect that. It, I know. I don't know. I reckon it made multiple, or it, maybe it makes them as it needs them. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there's a um, there's a confidential video on there too that um, basically Hojo kidnaps Eris and kills. We we think he kills Doctor Gast or Professor mm. Gast or whoever it is, as well as Eris's mum. Yep. Yeah, who is not yep. Elmira. There's, I I don't know. Are you? I might be jumping ahead here. Um... But so the weapons were created to destroy Genova, but were they never used, or the weapon was never used, um, right? But then the, the third video, titled "Daughter's Record: Tenth Day After Birth." Yeah, yeah. And in the video, in the video, they talk about what they're going to name the child. If it's a girl, the child's been alive for ten days. <laughs> <laughs> What are you waiting for? What are you missing? Maybe that's something to do with baby ancients. Maybe they had a Homer, Homer Simpson-like confusion over the umbilical cord. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit like when X-Men, they don't know that they're mutant. No, oh, no, sorry, mutants don't know that they're mutants until they're teenagers. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's just... Maybe some poor translation. Yeah. Anyway, I got uh, after that. I tr you try to go down the mountain, and uh, Eleanor, Eleanor, slapped me into a uh, into another dimension. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. So she did. But in preparation for this, I watched a walkthrough, and um, if you can actually do it properly, unlike me, I just obviously didn't press the button in time and got KO'd. But um, after Eleanor says to you. Looks like talking won't do. You'll have to feel some pain. You can actually press the right button. And um, she comically forward rolls down the hill and presumably to where we eventually snowboard. Um, but sadly, I was too unco to witness that in my actual game and just got KO'd. <laughs> I definitely got KO'd. There's a bit of bitch slapping going on in this episode. <laughs> About time. Um... Simon, you alluded to this at the end of the last podcast, but um, how did you find the snowboarding? Yeah, no, one of the more overrated um, things I'd have to say. Uh, controversial opinion, sure, but um, I felt it was hard to control. I love snowboarding. I, I'm aware, and I, but I, I thought it was just much like many of the minigames, fairly pointless apart from where you land. 
on the Great Glacier. Yeah, that's... But even where you land, you just get lost anyway. So, you certainly um, get lost. So, uh, yeah, the snowboarding gets an A for effort on the game makers, uh, but an E, I would say, um, for actually how well it's pulled off. Oh, mate, I've, I've, I've spent many an hour collecting balloons on the snowboard simulator at the saucer. What do the balloons do? Or what do they was mean? That my prob- was that my problem? I didn't spend enough time at the saucer uh, practicing before the run. I don't think you can do it until after the mission. So, like, the game's, like, not working or whatever, and then I could be wrong, but um, I, I all I know is that when you collect the balloons in the saucer game, uh, get perfect scores, unlock more tracks, et cetera, and so forth, beat your times, you know. It's good fun. All, all good stuff. It's certainly yeah. no cool borders. <laughs> um, now, the, the Great Glacier, I fucking hate this bit with a passion. Yeah, it's the um, worst. It's the worst. So we won't spend too long on this. Um, just that I, part, at, at worst, that worst part where you just end up, and you kind of, you have to go in there if you want to get the igloo in the middle that's got stuff in it. I can't even remember what's in it, but it's just, snowy field after snowy field and it's just the same screen and you're getting blown around you got to drop flags to try and keep your bearings and it's just absolutely awful and i hate it didn't mind planting the old flags didn't mind planting the old flags <laughs> the alexander materials in there somewhere yeah that yeah. was um pretty good but one thing there was nothing much to report there i know you want to skip over this real fast uh, sam and we will but um i've got a couple of bits i've got a couple of bits one very uh one very creepy female monster to note here i feel um her name is snow i think oh yeah uh, i don't think it's called snow but definitely something like that and um so i read on these on the guides that you need to steal circlet from her I just kept mucking around facing her to get circular, and I faced her 10 times and never got it. Um, so it was an absolute waste of time. But I did get the Alexander material. I thought you were going to steal my bit there. Um, but that's in Guy's Cliff. No, I just like... So when you you faint at certain points, if you've been out there too long, um, and you end up in that guy Holzoff's house. Mm. Good guy, good guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. Definitely a legend. Um, it seems like it's the coldest place on earth and there is no fire in his house. <laughs> Sometimes when you get lost out there, you actually just want to run around until you pass out so you can reset. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I remember getting to this recently and having traumatic flashbacks of being stuck in this place as a child and hating it. Yeah, I hate it. It's like it's like when you're five years old and you're lost at the supermarket. Oh yeah, yeah. You could lose a lot of good men out there. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this because Sean, you talked about your being poor with the enemy skills. But there's my walkthrough told me to get an enemy skill in particular there called bad breath. Oh yeah, I think I do have bad breath. Is that from that big green tentacle monster thing? Yeah, do you know the the uh, name of the green tentacle monster thing? I cannot recall. Molborer. <laughs> He's a recurring monster in the Final Fantasy series. Oh, I think maybe I've seen uh, that monster in FF10. 
Mm, he's definitely an eight. By definitely, I mean maybe. So Cloud traverses a really steep cliff with seemingly no rock, rock climbing experience. Um, you've got to keep your body temperature up at some point by pressing square over and over and over. Uh, the old Bear Grylls push-ups, mate. So you head down into the northern crater and you end up in the whirlwind maze. Um, do you see the high wind here at some point? Are they using the high wind? I don't remember. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. It was all a bit of a whirlwind for myself, to be honest. Anyway, after trekking through the that wasteland, you get to the northern crater, which is where Genova crashed down. That's where the planet was forced to gather all that energy. Mm. Um, and I think that's... It's called the Promised Land by maybe the Ancients because that's where all the Mako or Marco was gathered. And that's where you see heaps of shuddering black hooded men, which we saw in Nibelheim previously. Mm. They just disappear when you walk past them, eh? They just kind of disappear. Yeah, they're just like perishing before your eyes. If they did a remake of that part, they should definitely get Kelsey Grammer to do his sideshow Bob shuddering after he gets hit by the rake. I feel like that, that's the noise that, uh, that they're making. So that's, that's kind of uh, letting us know that the, this reunion that Hojo keeps talking about is going to happen shortly or whatever it is. Um, Sean, I'm sure you know a lot more about the reunion than I do. Yeah, right. So... All of these are like failed clones or test subjects of Sethiroth that have been injected with the Genova cells. He's killing, the, he kills one though, doesn't he? He comes and stabs one. Who's Sethiroth? Yeah. Yeah, because he's... I don't know if Sethiroth... Are you pronouncing Sethiroth right, Bob? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Seth, We've Seth got Seth pronunciations. Anyway, what about it's, it's good though because if every podcast so far is just one big argument about pronunciation, so it's good to keep up the tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've been letting Sam get away with too much so far already. <laughs> um, but so they're all going to the northern crater, the north crater, yep. because ultimately, whatever's in their cells makes them want to rejoin Genova. Sure. Um, and I think we get a bit of an explanation about, I don't know where it is, so I'll just say it now, but that's why Cloud's on this mission. Well, that's what he's been told now. Yeah. You're, you're here, not because of your mission, but because you want to be, because you got the same cells as all the Kelsey Grammer lads. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I can, no, I also picture... When J.K. Rowling played this, um, just right, actually uh, went past. Ah, uh, yes, Dementors, very good. I'll uh, put that down for uh, for those guys. Another parallel between <laughs> Harry Potter and Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so you fight another part of Genova. I don't know what part. Genova Death. Is. We've had the mm. finger fight. Um, this is Genova Death. Genova Death. 
Um, I, I could be wrong, but I think it is. Is that the one I with think, the three heads? Uh, yeah, it's not. It wasn't difficult. Me Genovas are all blurring together. Yeah, they are. No. <laughs> Much like the Turk battles. <laughs> Cloud, there's the black materia. They find the black materia remains or whatever, and you can choose to give it to one of your friends um, so that it doesn't fall into Sephiroth's hands. You can only give it to a certain... Like, some people don't take it at. I don't know. I gave it whoever I gave it to. Took it straight away. I think I tried to give it to someone and they didn't take it. Really? Mm. Um, I think I tried to give it to Sid. I can't remember. Anyway, Barrett ended up with it for me. I gave it to yeah. Barrett also. I gave it to Barrett as well. Um. So there's a few. You... I'll just I'll just I'll just I'll just interrupt you there, mate. Um. There's some good lines throughout here that I just want to mention too, especially. Tifa, like, barges her way on into this trip, doesn't she? It's yeah. It's her and Cloud that kind of barge their way, and she uses that classic trope, like, Sephiroth's hurt me too. This time it's personal. Um, you know, as if Sephiroth, that's the only person she's hurt. And also, um, Cloud says, before, they're about, before he gives the black materia to... Barrett, which is what we all did. Um, he says, "No matter how confused I am, I won't believe what <laughs> a word of what Sephiroth says." Which was a great line because it summed up exactly how I was feeling. <laughs> oh, confusion all round. Um, is this this is where you you kind of go into your Nibelheim flashback, don't you? Oh, Simon loves this. Yeah, Simon basically said before the podcast, can we not spend too long on the cloud flashbacks because we have no idea what's going on. So give him second cloud bullshit. I think a big part of our confusion is that because we're far further advanced than when we're talking about, the Nibelheim flashbacks get murky because we've seen so many. Sure. But is this the last one? Uh, is this when you're in that more. thing with? Is this when you're with in, inside his head, or are we not up? Nah, that yet? nah. That's that's the oh. life, that's the life stream one. No, I just yeah. think there's so many of them, and um, to explain Cloud's basically insanity or his, you know, what's going on in his mind, they need to be a little bit confusing. I think. I think it's really. I think it's really clever to continually uh, mislead you. To Cloud's past, like I think it's yeah. quite good. Like, it, and it doesn't do it in a way that we know it's confusing because we know there's so many of these. But if you're playing this through for the first time, every time you get a new one, you go, "Ah, that's what happened." Yeah, and then it rolls into the next one. So this is the one where he's not in the flashback, and it's Zach. That's right. Yeah, and we also and get you the and boat. We also get the bonus of the martial arts teacher doing heroic things. There's nothing that guy can't do. Zangan or whatever his name is. Why isn't he part of their um, fellowship? He'd be doing great things. Exactly. That is a great point. Take him over, Kate She. <laughs> There's um. So this is where it's on fire, isn't it? Really, it's uh, the whole town's on fire. Am I correct in saying that? It's in a lot of the flashbacks. 
Yeah, it it is, but it's showing the reality, what actually happened. Almost. Well, it is the reality, but it's missing out some details. Yeah. And but Sephiroth yeah. saying that Cloud wasn't even there, eh? It's what Sephiroth Se- is trying to tell Cloud, yeah, and that's Sephiroth, why Sephiroth is saying to Cloud, mate, you weren't even there. You were created in the lab yeah. after this as a clone of me, which we later find out is obviously also another misdirect. That's right. But and um. Go on, but that that part of the rhetoric's not true. But the what you see in this flashback is all accurate, right? You see Zach um, and Sephiroth with some Shinra soldiers. You see Tifa, Tifa. You see um, Tifa's trainer. You see the town burning down. All that's right. What I'd like to know is, does Sephiroth know? Does Sephiroth believe what he's saying? Does he think that Cloud is a five-year-old clone of him? Yes, I Or is he so. just saying that to mess with him? No, I think he doesn't. I don't think Sephiroth knows all, all really at this point. Um, yeah. But he, but he convinces Cloud, though, doesn't he? Cloud, yes. no matter what Sephiroth thinks, Cloud is sure, almost sure, that he is actually not Cloud. You know, it's, it's, it's not who he is. Um, it's very yeah. Uh, this was real funny. I was watching this uh, walkthrough by some Eastern European YouTuber who just <laughs> lost his patience with Cloud at this point. He's like, you are the real Cloud, dude. Snap out of it. Jesus Christ, is it really so easy to brainwash you? Which uh, I could not have agreed with more. Please, please link him in the, in the notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves a credit for his efforts. He does. He's a legend. He really is. So Cloud's like insistent that his version of the events are real, Sephiroth's lying. Um, but then he's like suddenly unable to remember like when or how he joined Soldier. Um, Which is also true. Yeah, like very, it's a yeah. good memory to have, you know. Yeah. Who wrote the story? Insane. Credit, credit them in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> Get them in the, hit them in the slacks. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we do have Shinra, Scarlet, Rufus, and Hojo. They reach the depths of the Northern Crater, and they, I think they ride the high wind in. That sounds familiar. It's, and that's how you end up getting the high wind, I think. Pinch it on the way out. Yeah, so they believe and all, that. And all the guys working on it just agree to stay. <laughs> I'll get to, we'll get to that uh, Sorry. Air, airplane um, what do you call them? Pilot. Polarity, I, I would describe it as. Um, yeah, so they believe that to be the promised land and they find, is that where you're in and there's the, like, the, it's like quite a cool area and there's like a you web in front of, of the ma- weapon? Yeah, I think it's like a web full of materia, um, yeah. Marco energy, and part of the wall becomes to come alive and that's weapon. Um, and I think the Sephiroth disguise himself of t- as Tifa yes. to get the black materia. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if it, yeah. I can't remember if it was Tifa or not, but he does some. Uh... Tifa's with you. It's Cloud Tifa, and you choose yes. someone else. He, I think. he definitely disguises himself as Tifa. Um, and then Cloud shows up. Um, 
he's clearly disturbed. He's been disturbed for a while, to be fair. Um, and he takes the black materia back, saying it's time for the reunion. Um, he apologises to Tifa, saying he, he can't be the real cloud, and he, she, he hopes that she'll meet him one day. And Hojo just go, he's, goes off on one here. Um, tries to talk to Cloud, ask him what his number was. Cloud says he's never got one. Um, and Hojo assumes he's a failure. Yeah. Um, even though She's he's made odd. it to this point. And compared to the rest of the reunioners, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he tells everyone there that that basically clouds a clone of Sephiroth that he developed. Um, Throughout this part, isn't Cloud um, being talked to? I know I keep going on about this by like by Sephiroth in that Harry Potter uh, Voldemort type way, and he's basically going to give the black materia uh, to Sephiroth to that giant yeah. Sephiroth. Yeah, he's like flying in the air and they're trying to get like Sephiroth's body is like frozen in that web of materia. Yeah, so that's oh, a real Sephiroth, right? That is the first time we see the real Sephiroth. That's that is yeah. correct. We've only and we've only seen... back... And we talked about this last time, right? That the Sephiroth we've been seeing so far is actually Genova? Yes, Genova clones. Yeah. That's apparently the truth. Not that I knew that at the time, of course. I've just read about that since. Yeah, man. My brain anyway. hurts. And then yeah. weapons released, right? Yeah, let's move on. Um, they <laughs> like Rufus, Rufus, Rufus gets out of there, takes the party with him, but not Cloud. Mm. And the, like, basically the Northern Crater just like erupts. And the uh, the giant mechanical dragon that is weapon um yeah. basically flies out the um whenever you get like the hd graphics uh of the weapons they look amazing amazing yeah when you see them flying about without their hd graphics hard to make sense of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was um it was pretty impressive that that weapon coming out of the water it was great yeah um so i don't i don't think we've really covered off exactly what happens here and i think that's because it's hard to know yeah but we got but we got the real sip we got the real sephiroth we got the unleashing of weapon we got and manipulated again by sephiroth into giving him what he wants yeah and 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 this is effectively the actual reunion we've been hearing about, right? Yeah. Okay. If anyone else wants to explain what was really going on in the slack, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. So this is where you you basically awake and Cloud is no longer with you. Barrett and Tifa in, in a cell and... You don't realise straight away, I don't think. Maybe you do, but you're in Junon. Yeah. Upper oh, Junon, yeah, probably. Yeah. You're on death row. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Barrett tells Tifa she's been asleep for seven days. Um, fills her in what happened. 
um, and Rufus and Haydigger, Heidegger, uh, tell them they'll be executed. Um, There's a weapon running loose, but we need to make an example of these uh, terrorists. Garrett's great in these couple of scenes. I take that yeah. what, I, what little praise I had for that damn jackass. That's me putting on a Barrett um, voice. More Mr. T from you, please. <laughs> um, it's real good. He's got like uh, his obviously hands and feet are tied together and he's just like shuffling around. <laughs> and he can just watch. wander wherever he likes. Yeah. It's good to watch. Yeah, so um, you end up, Scarlet shows up to execute them, I think. Yeah, um, she think, is up for it. Yeah, but um, at that same time, Weapon shows up to attack as well. So you go into like a room full of reporters mm. um, and Scarlet's going to broadcast it, mm. uh, broadcast the executions to rally public support. I really don't mind little moments like after we were doing this this North Crater stuff and you know we've been out at the ice Colin and all this you know blah, 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 get, getting back into the world of Shidra, you know, and they're like petty politics. Yeah, they really like they're a real uh, Shidra is a real differentiation from a lot of other Final Fantasy games because they you know like they're, they're just big business. <laughs> they're in politics. They're in. They're in energy. You know. They're in war. You know. Like it's big business with Shinra, and I quite enjoy that part of the game. Me too. Their politics. Uh, I don't agree with them, but they're oh, also I hate trying Shinra. to. They're also trying to stop Sephiroth. Um, yeah. There's an. There's like. The, if they should be. I mean, maybe you can't you know, work with terrorists, but they should be employing this team a little bit more maybe with the major world-ending threat that exists, mm. perhaps. But you know politics. It's not the way it works in these games and or movies, though, Sean, you know? No, no. Some might say it's not how it works in the real world. Mm. So in that execution... Um... When are we getting to the gas chamber? Yeah, sorry, there's there's a moggy-shaped reporter within the midst of reporters. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, Tifa gets called a stuck-up asterisk at sign, exclamation mark, and gets, <laughs> gets put on uh, the aforementioned gas chamber. Um, and then, But then there's like an emergency call, weapons approaching, basically. Um, and Rufus... Tr- basically fires the cannon, doesn't kill it the first time. They pretty much just attack it with everything that they've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at that same time, I think you and the, the dynamic duo of Kate or Cat, she and Barrett uh, running around fighting people. Your biggest boppers. The biggest boppers. Um, and to try and get Tifa... Are you trying to save Tifa? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's so slowly dying. Um, I'm glad that she can hold her breath for longer than 10 minutes because that's how long it took me. Me too. Yeah, I had that. Absolutely. Um, they end up like smoking that, um, that weapon in the face. Eh? 
Yeah, I, I, I was I the only person that felt really sad about that? I got yeah, like no, a, I didn't like it. I got like a King Kong falling off the building type vibe. Eh? It was um, yeah. Re- I, I felt sad about I'm that. for the weapons. Yeah, yeah, they're I protecting the planet. Yeah, definitely, definitely made me very sad. Uh, oh, very might be a bit strong, but you know, I was uh, a little bit sad that that happened. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like seeing the weapon get hit at all for some reason. Definitely the Kong effect. We don't see that weapon again, eh? That is a weapon that is obviously not the one that's floating around in the water. I thought that's the weapon that um, takes down Midgar. Nah, so I I could be wrong. I'm sure someone will tell me if I am. I think that weapon's called Sapphire Weapon. Mm, yeah, I definitely had no idea whether that dies or whether that just... Is battling around the water, or um, nah, that's emerald in the water. That emeralds in the water, rubies outside, gold saucer, ultimates flying around. Mm, you might be right, Sean, but it doesn't look like it's got like a big tail coming off its head, and it's green. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find a, out. A I'll simple pause and Google search would save this, but we'll just yeah. rectify it next pod, <laughs> or we'll just not mention it. Yeah. We'll just let we'll let the we'll let the abuse hurl in, in the slacks. That's but Simon have... Blanford. He knows nothing about this game. <laughs> um, you get in another bitch slap fight, and you just run and jump off the end of the cannon. And this is where you get the Highwind, or you have the Highwind. You're saved by Kate and Barrett, or Cat and Barrett. How good is the Highwind? You love the Highwind. Highland is so great. It's got great music. It's got it's got it's got great uh, great great team of staff. Don't forget, don't forget, it makes you realise how vast the game is. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly like the pilot in training. He goes up his levels. Yeah. Wow. I actually, before you steal another bit of mine, Sam, I definitely had this written down. E A A A A A G H is what he says every time you talk to him. Why he says that, we'll never know. But uh, and why is he still surprised every time you go up to him? I don't know, but uh, he is. He becomes more and more comfortable in his uh, in his piloting ways. I feel like that's what happens every time Luke uh, Luke Minahan gets addressed by Scott Bonner on the work site <laughs> building. Hey, Mini, if you finish putting those things on for me, yeah. <laughs> the we don't have the Turks here to lead us where we need to go next. So Tifa basically says, oh, "I think the live stream comes out down by a town called Medil, um, or down by Hot Springs or something." And that leads you to Medil, um, and you find Rage out grinding a, spot Medil. Yeah, your favourite. Um, I'm more of a sunken Gelnica man myself. Quite little town, Medill. Quite little town. Yeah, uh, there's not much going on there apart from someone mentions to you that a spiky-haired boy with funny eyes washed up on shore. Um, and you go into, I guess it's the local uh, GPs, and 
the doctor tells you he's got Mako poisoning and Tifa decides that she's going to stay by his side. And you... Is this, does, did you guys have to have Sid as your leader or could you choose Barrett? I had to have Sid. Because I wanted to choose a different leader because historically I had always chosen Sid because I'd always carried him. It's the first time I haven't. But he he was forced upon me. Yeah, I definitely, can't remember. definitely can't remember, as you can tell by my <laughs> awkward silence. But I have another comment to make about my deal. Yeah. So on the last podcast, as our dedicated listeners will remember, um, I said how sometimes the next natural progression in the game made sense. Like that when we're outside uh, Midgar and the man said, oh, I lost my Lunar Harp or I lost, I lost it on, I lost the key. That's I lost the key to Midgar on, my, on a digging expedition. Whereas yeah. I felt like this part, you just kind of had to just bumble around the world map until you just found my deal. Like it, it was just, uh, it wasn't much rhyme or reason. I just had to go to all these random towns to try to progress the storyline and I eventually found my deal. Yeah, so disc, disc 2 is definitely a lot less linear than Disc 1 is what I found. Um, you can kind of just go off and do your own thing at certain points. There's heaps of, we need to get to this place to find Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Yeah. But <laughs> if you fancy a few rounds of boxing at the Gold Saucer, <laughs> pop on in. Yeah. You're in mortal peril, mortal danger at some points, and you can just go and do snowboarding. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Um, so Kate, or Cat, sorry, I'm just going to call him Kate Sith, um, lets the party eavesdrop on a meeting between two people he calls. Come on, what's the, what's the laugh, Sean? Who? Is it Heidegger? Yeah. Gaia ha 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 ha. He calls them Gaia ha 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 and Kaya ha 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, but also Rufus Reeve and Palmer are there, my mate. We do, we do, we don't. And, find and Reeve's out. our mate, right? Do we know we, that at this point? We don't know that. that Sorry, Kate take it back. Reeve. He's not our mate. Scratch it from the record. I didn't know anything <laughs> about him being our mate. <laughs> um, and basically, their two goals are to destroy Meteor um, and remove that barrier so that they can defeat Sephiroth, which seem like. They should be the heroes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're a the massive way... corporation, so we hate them. <laughs> yeah, we hate That's them. That's right. The way they plan to destroy Meteor is by collecting this huge materia from different Mako reactors and then launching it up in the rocket to blow up Meteor, hearkening back to uh, when the comet is, is heading towards Springfield and... Uh, Professor Frink comes up with the rocket to fire at the at the comet. Is that is that right, <laughs> Professor Frink? Um, no. Oh, who who comes up with it? Oh, you talk about the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Professor Frink's about... obviously not in this. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were talking about when Bruce Willis led a team of drillers on a rocket ship to drill a <laughs> hole in an asteroid, um, so Aerosmith could make some record sales. Uh, that is correct, though. It is Professor Frank, yes. Also, right, some right. a good a good uh, shot of Scarlet wearing the uh, the little red dress again, I believe, in the boardroom. <laughs> um, 
So then you go on this huge materia hunt. Good hunt. Good hunt. Well, Love a hunt. I haven't actually got that many um, notes about them, but you need oh, to... Do... I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to talk about the hunt. I'm just saying I enjoyed the hunt. <laughs> you go to what North you... Coral. You go to yep. Barrett's hometown, don't you, first? Yeah, you got to do the train mission. Yep. Good little fun side mission, that one. Found it easy. Did it quickly. <laughs> Simon's ready for bed. Um, I think that at that point you have to try and stop the train. And I remember trying to stop the train, and the train just gets faster and faster and faster. I remember panicking about the train, and then like I'm reading the walkthrough, I'm doing what it says, and I'm terrified that I'm going to blow this. Oh, the North Coral people, um, some of them wouldn't mind the train going straight through them, I'd say. They would not. Uh, <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. Now, that was, I, I did that with about 40 seconds to spare or something, that, that train. Um, something about those steam controls, I think, sir, must be, must be failing you in these side missions or side games. Ironic, because it was a steam train. Unlucky for <laughs> you. Oh. <laughs> Sid's calling the shots in that, eh? He's absolutely calling the shots. Yeah. yeah. And I'm reveling because Sid's been in my party the whole time, so I'm like, yeah, we get some extra time with Sid. It just... Is this before or after Sid's great speech? Have we had Sid's Ooh. great speech? What's the speech? It's on the high one. Uh, I missed this one. Oh! It must be it must be this time because Cloud's out of commission, right? And Clint yes. and Sid's the leader. And Sid gives this great speech. And he kind of signs off with, but I don't know what to do. But he gives this great speech about well, maybe it's more maybe it's a little bit later because it comes around the space launch time. I can't remember. But Sid's speech, I think I saved it in my phone. Um <laughs> I do not I do not write many notes whilst playing. What, so is... you wrote his entire speech on no, no, no notes function. Uh, it's more around the um, space mission, but he does he does give this great speech, and there's a transition in the music where we get the triumphant high wind music more often because mm. now we're on the mission. Yeah, and every time you jump into the high wind, instead of it being that like. And when you get into the world map and it's like it always opens like a doom and then it's the world map sort of somber there's a freaking asteroid coming to kill us yeah. music <laughs> yeah 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 and then you jump inside the highway and it's just like duh, 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 and it takes off and it's like ah oh, <laughs> flying again baby you got one of the three flying ships on this planet sorry i don't even know when that happens but it's good stuff We'll probably cover it in the next one. Oh, jeez. I've ruined it again. <laughs> um, and you go to Fort Condor. Sean's probably had about 20 battles at this point, but this was probably my second battle. Um, I'm actually and... on the Hall of Fame at Fort Condor. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Get a free a meal deal. every time I go there. Oh. <laughs> That's not much, considering what you've done for that community. Yeah, that's well, they don't have a lot to give. Is that? Yeah. You, sorry, you, we're just going to keep going. Yeah, get through it. 
So the group heads to Fort Condor, um, saves the base by being overrun by Shinra, Wyverns and Barbarians. Um, and yeah, catapults you, in there. Do you witness the birth of like another Condor? Yes, that's so funny. That's what I was going to say. So do they, they've desperately been trying to protect this bird. And then it just lays an egg or whatever. No, the egg. Leaves, it leaves the huge materia, doesn't it? Yeah. And you pick up a little phoenix materia, don't you? Mm, yeah, good materia too. Crucial for your fight against ruby weapon. Is it the one in the sand? I said it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've got through my fourth pal, I'm starting to forget things. <laughs> um, I think you get prompted at this point to head back to Medeal to check on yeah. Cloud. That's right. Who is still in a bad way. Um, and that's when Weapon attacks um, and Medeal basically gets dominated. Poor Medeal. Now... I don't think I can handle two cloud flashbacks in an, in a podcast, so we might leave it there. You don't want to talk about cloud subconsciousness. I don't um, want to talk about the therapy session. I'm happy but, to open with it next pod. I feel yeah. the same way about cloud therapy sessions as you do about the Great Glacius one. Yeah, I just haven't had much trauma in my life, so I just have no sympathy and can't get interested. <sighs> Look, this part of the game... Well, the part that we've just done, I think, is a very—it's very daring of the creators of the game that they've just removed the main protagonist, um, and it just carries on. Is that what he is—the protagonist? He is the yeah. protagonist. Um, I just think that's it. Says a lot about the game that they can do that, and you still feel really connected to the story. You still feel connected to the characters. Um, I was—I was I think it's really, interesting. If they, if it is, if we're not, we're not 100% on this, but if it is that Sid must lead the team, it's an interesting move because he's probably of all the characters, the least connected to the mission. So it's probably quite a good way to make you connect with him more. Right. Of the characters, he has the least genuine motivation to save the planet. Yeah, it has or for joining with... the, the team. Apart from, Cloud, when, apart from Cloud, when he says later, uh, when he's worried about the, other, isn't he worried about the, the entire planet being destroyed? Says, no, no, this is about me and Sephiroth. <laughs> One of the worst lines of all time. But anyway, is it just said because that he knows that there's gonna they're gonna fire the rocket into space in the end? Maybe I thought it, I, I don't know. Even though Sid's a jerk. He does come across as a bit of a natural leader. Who throws uh, his minions under the bus. Yeah, but I would have thought Barrett was the obvious choice to, to, to lead. Or probably Barrett or Tifa. But obviously Tifa yeah. stays with Cloud. But they're the ones who are Avalanche OGs and, you know, although Vincent, you know, with his experience as a, as a Turk in Shinra, yeah, I think Barrett has realised that leaving Marlene in charge of the bar was his last act as leader. Maybe Barrett's worked out, you know, he's he's more of an engine room man. <laughs> Put him in the middle, 
give them HP plus. <laughs> um, so, Sean, there's something we've been neglecting um, as we've been pre-recording a lot of these podcasts. Oh, yeah. Great news, dear listeners, who probably know this by now. But today <laughs> we actually launched the podcast. So this is episode <laughs> five. Live right at this minute is episode one. And we're on Podbean and Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcast. Not Grinder. You might find some of us on Grinder, <laughs> but not on, on behalf of the podcast. And um, but if you're already listening, then you probably already found your platform. But if you want to engage with us, we're on Instagram. W I T. W I W T nineties. Yep. W I W T 90s. We've got a Facebook group called Wish It Was the Nineties for Banter. Um we're on Twitter, which our other podcasting member Pat Sellers is running operations on. If you want to engage with us. And even more importantly than that. Buddy, give us a little like, a little review, a little thumbs up. Don't even just care if you us, mug us off as long as it's five shreds. stars. Just rip us to shreds, really. Just uh, yeah. tell us what we're doing wrong, um, and we'll be sure to uh, attempt to rectify that and not be able to. Here's even a good example. Wanna, What's that? Even if you don't want to listen to it, just put it on silent and play it all the way through so we get a play. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've got our alternative podcast, X-Men Animated Series. If you don't like that stuff, just sit in the background. Give us a review. This is the worst podcast I've ever heard. These guys are a bunch of jerks. Five stars. <laughs> it's all we need. We don't even need it, but we'd like it to maybe feel like we're doing something worthwhile. <laughs> that we can tell our wives. Yeah. yeah. So we can continue to convince our wives that this will pay off someday financially. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll kick off next episode, episode six, with Cloud's therapy session. Um, we we probably can get through quite a bit. We might, um, we'll see how far we get next time, but there's, there's not actually much left of the story. Yeah, we're catching up to where I'm up to, which is very dangerous for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks for listening. Love and peace. See you guys. 